Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. If you are listening tonight on your radio anywhere in our southwestern lands... Make a reminder to get some extra batteries. Do it tonight if there's a convenience store or truck stop or drugstore or whatever that's still open. But otherwise, do it in the morning because when the power goes out, you can't hear what's happening. If you don't have batteries in your radio, the cable, the internet, the cell service, the electrical grid, all of these utility services we used to take for granted before they started going out for the various disasters, visible and invisible. They will go out in the days and nights ahead. Not for all of us, maybe not for you, maybe you're a lucky duck, but maybe your relatives across town. It might hit them. Maybe the people watching your dog, the people watching your kids, your kids, your parents, your friends, your church group, your bowling league, your Wiccan congregation. This is Desert Oracle Radio for August 18, 2023. We're saying the date, which we usually don't do. Because the hurricane is headed right for us. Hurricane Hillary, right here in the California desert. So I'm going to be real specific for our broadcast listeners on KCDZ, Z107.7 FM in the high desert. Morongo Valley, Yucca Valley and Yucca Mesa, Pipes Canyon and Pioneer Town, Landers and Flamingo Heights and Johnson Valley. Joshua Tree and 29 Palms from the Marine Base Boundary down to the National Park. Wonder Valley and the Mojave Wilderness beyond. Because when you look at the big red danger zone in the middle of the weather service maps on this evening, you will see that we are in it right up at the north end of the highest predicted rainfall and flooding zone. Now, maybe that means we don't get it as bad or for as long as our friends from the border zone up through Coachella Valley to Palm Springs and Desert Hot Springs. Maybe it means nothing of the sort. Prepare for a lot of rain. Prepare for a lot of water and a lot of places we don't often see it. And up in the high desert, prepare to hang around for a while. You may not be able to get down the hill right away. 
I've seen the work crews all last night and today checking our big storm channels and storm drains and where the big sandy washes cross all our major roads and our two state highways up here, the 62 and the 247, I mean. 29 Palms Highway and Old Woman Springs Road. Plan on those roads washing out. Maybe not right by your place, but probably between you and somewhere you expect to get to this weekend or Monday. Whether it's Walmart or the hospital or the liquor store or, oh, the first day of school. That's supposed to be Monday. As usual, the school district doesn't know what it's going to do. They'll tell you maybe about midnight Sunday when all the power's out and the cell phones don't work. We know about the wind up here. If your place stood through the last dozen windstorms, it's probably not going to blow over this time. But if there is anything you've lost after a typical desert windstorm, a trampoline, your garbage bins, a satellite dish, your horse, etc., You might want to spend your early Saturday securing that stuff as best you can, won't you? Put the trash bins in the shed or the garage. Anything that's flapping around generally, try to secure it. Charge all your devices, your phones, your iPads, your Candles, charger, rechargeable batteries, whatever you got. And keep everything charged up all the way. And get out your candles and your tea lights and your flashlights while you've still got daylight, while the lights are still on. Check them all now. When you've still got time to get to the store in the morning and replace the flashlight itself, get new batteries, etc. If you're sick of hearing this because the radio and the internet won't shut up about the hurricane, well, too bad. This has never happened before. Make it easier. Not just on yourself. Make it easier on the people around you so maybe you don't have to be rescued from your upside-down Subaru Make it easier on your neighbors a half mile down the road. They don't really want to find your recycling bin dumped all over their two and a half acres. If you are visiting, if you're already here, I mean, get some supplies at the supermarket and stay where you are and stay out of sight and don't make trouble, you know? This is a stupid time of year to be hiking or camping or coming here at all, honestly. It's monsoon season. It's very hot. It's very muggy. It's very unpleasant. This is a time of year when people die regardless of hurricanes, which usually aren't the issue. 
trails are going to wash out in this rain. Unpaved roads are going to wash out. Paved roads are going to wash out. The National Park is going to close the gates. Who knows when, but they're going to close them. If you get stuck or you get hurt, count on even less ways to get help than usual. And the usual is there's really no help. Flash flooding is something that people honestly cannot comprehend until it happens. Watching it on TikTok don't count. When it does happen, people are often in the wrong place. Even when it's happening, it doesn't quite add up. You see this seemingly slow-moving sludge, and it doesn't look like much, and then... Oh, what is that sticking out of the mud there? Is that the top of a car? Is that a hand? Get yourself situated is what I mean, because by tomorrow night, you want to not be worried. You want to have your food, your beer, your prescriptions for yourself or the dog or whoever needs them. Candles and flashlights at the ready. Plenty of stuff to eat that doesn't require electricity. Scientists are saying the future is going to be far more futuristic than they originally predicted. Have enough water to get through a few days. These storms can affect your water supply, water quality, water pressure. They might wash out your water pipes from the well or from your water district. We don't know. This has not happened before. Not in the 150 years we've been keeping track around here anyway. The closest thing we know of is the 1939 hurricane that broke up over Long Beach and killed a whole lot of people. Sandbags are a very good idea. San Bernardino County fire stations in the high desert are supposed to have free sandbags, Joshua Tree, 29, etc. There's a limit per household. Ten bags from the fire station. This is factual as a Friday afternoon. I picked up some extra sandbags at my local fire station next to my local bar. And I love that sort of scene. It's when you feel like you live somewhere with some humanity, you know? The Public Works building in Yucca Valley has sandbags too, just off Yucca Trail in Indio, but I don't know if they're open Saturday. Look at the mountains around you. Remember where that water comes down when it really comes down up here. See where your neighbors are putting their sandbags. Your neighbors who actually live here, I mean, they will probably know what to do if they've been here a while. It has been a weird week already. If my voice sounds rougher than usual, well, the COVID finally got me. Glad to be over the hump. Glad to be in the radio studio in the night with you. Night is the 
time of the Prowler. It's the Kingdom of Shadows. I'd been sick for several days and I finally had the energy to go for a short walk in the hills and a half hour later I was thinking, let's go back to bed. So I drive back to the house and as I'm coming down the road, in the headlights I see this figure hunched against my front door, trying to fade into the shadows. It's a prowler trying my door. So I jump out and I chase him off the property and down the road and he heads off into the darkness and the Joshua trees. I usually shut the gate on the road going in but I was still sort of lightheaded like I am now and I left it open. It wasn't even all the way dark yet when I returned. Not dark yet, but getting there real fast, and I was in no condition for a desert chase in the 90-degree dusk. So I just let him go, and I called my neighbors on that side of the road and told them to walk up, turn the lights on, wake up the dogs, be ready, etc., The usual prowler, dark clothes, dark backpack, dark ball cap pulled down low. And then I locked up my own gate and I took a walk around the place to make sure an accomplice wasn't hiding out back. And that's when I noticed this big old spiny desert lizard. This big old spiny desert lizard who shares the patio with me was apparently dead. It was slumped on the fence rail, its face pushed up against the fence post. Legs and lizard fingers and tail dangling lifelessly. I prodded it. No movement. So I left it alone because some kinds of lizards can play dead for a few minutes because some predators will leave them alone that way. Like the Roadrunner. The Roadrunner doesn't just want to eat, the Roadrunner wants to kill. That's the whole point. That's the fun part. You ever watch a Roadrunner hunting? Its head is like a jackhammer. Your eyes can barely follow that beat, braining a ground squirrel on a rock. An hour or two later, I was outside again, and the poor lizard was still right there. Nobody lives forever, you know? It had always been comfortable around me, and... I had never run off or anything unless I surprised it, not once in the several years I've known it. 
I'd watch it feed on the bugs hanging around the porch light globe on summer nights. They'll be half alive, banging between the hot bulb and the lantern glass, wings already frying off. Deciding maybe now it's time to get away from the light. Time to get out of the sauna. So this was a very big lizard, very well fed. A spiny desert lizard, the kind you always see on the Joshua trees, just beautiful with that red and gold sparkling armor. Because I had exactly enough remaining brain function to use Twitter, I posted about how I chased this prowler off the property and how the prowler had disappeared into the desert across the road. And then I mentioned the dead lizard as an ominous aside. People by the hundreds were thrilled and engaged, by the dead lizard part anyway. I had to turn off replies because of the great waves of emotion triggered by the apparently dead lizard. It occurred to me that I could have admitted killing the prowler and dumping his body in the desert and it would have gone unnoticed. People's brains work in strange ways in our time. Words don't mean much. I mean, they don't really hold any meaning most of the time. There's this therapy talk people will do saying, I hear you, as a kind of psychic protection spell. And it really means I've tuned out completely, carry on. And we all sort of do that today because we're overwhelmed. Anyway, the next day, the dead lizard was gone. I'd planned on respectfully throwing it over the fence so the ants would not make a big mess of it right there, but it had apparently resurrected. Praise be to God, the lizard had come back to life after something like eight hours slumped dead on a fence rail. I know how long it was because the COVID has wrecked my sleep pattern even more than usual, and I was up after 3 a.m. drinking tea with lemon and honey and a little whiskey. And I don't know what to make of it. Last night, it was back on the rails, slumped all dead-like, but this time I just grinned. Because if that big old lizard feels comfortable enough to sleep right next to me while I'm outside reading and having my cowboy hot toddy, it just made me feel warm inside. Because of the cowboy hot toddy on the warm night. And the COVID and the fever, of course. But it's more than all that. This morning, the lizard was doing the usual. It was looking good. It was prowling around on the walls, on the patio. My friend Matthew Adams in Las Vegas had said about the lizard's strange new sleeping arrangement, nobody likes this humidity. And I thought maybe that's it. Maybe the lizard knows 
about Hurricane Hillary. God help us all. And its usual bed tucked into the brush and the dead vegetation on the ground. Well, that's all going to flood. This lizard is a sort of Noah. So I need to protect this lizard at all costs. I can turn over the data to the National Weather Service or start my own farmer's almanac or get it to pick lottery numbers or something. Life-threatening rainfall and flooding, that's what you want to keep in mind. That's straight from the National Weather Service. The low deserts may receive up to 10 inches of rain. Of course, this is going to vary widely. But the point is, you do not know how it's going to vary until it happens. Don't drive across water, please. It's not worth it. Don't get in the wash to check it out. Not worth it. We may get a year or three's worth of rain between Saturday night and Tuesday morning in the low desert and in the high desert. Effects will be widespread over much of the desert and mountain southwest, but right here around Joshua Tree National Park, we'll see some of the highest rainfall, along with very strong and crazily shifting winds, flooding, lightning, etc. No tropical storm has made landfall in California in 84 years and only three times in recorded history. It's real, so don't be foolish about it because barely anybody alive today has ever lived through a real hurricane busting up over the California desert. Well, some people say you should not do your radio show when you're sick in the head. But I am not one of those people. There are no guest hosts on Desert Oracle. Don Rickles and Joan Rivers are not available. Jay Leno caught on fire and has a night off. Larry Sanders never even existed. Soundscapes on this program by Red, Blue, Black, Silver.
choose a hill country for storms. There all the business of the weather is carried on above your horizon and loses its terror. The disastrous storms are on the levels, sea or sand or plains. There you only get a hint of what is about to happen. The fume of the gods rising from their meeting place under the rim of the world. And when it breaks upon you, there is no stay nor shelter. You are lapped in them like uprooted grass. But the storms of hill countries have other business. They have habits to be learned. Mary Hunter Austin, Land of Little Rain. Isaacs and across the great Mojave wilderness, you have been listening to Desert Oracle Radio. I'm your host, Ken Lane. Keep your radio tuned to 107.7 FM in the high desert. If you're looking for information about what's going on, because that's going to be your only connection to the world should the internet and the cell service go out. I grew up in the hurricane zone, New Orleans, Louisiana, and when it all goes down, you very much need to tune into your local news broadcast. was born in a crossfire hurricane. That's what Keith Richards wrote for the first line of Jumpin' Jack Flash, a poetic reference to the Nazis' bombing of London when he was born in December of 1943. Well, I was born in the Hurricane Betsy aftermath of 1965 when the city was still flooded, the stores empty, the power out. My dad had a fishing skiff he took out to gather supplies. Just going down the aisles of the Schwegman supermarket, the Piggly Wiggly, grabbing anything that wasn't ruined. My mother was nine months pregnant up on the roof fighting off water moccasins with a broom. All night long, we'd keep the TV and the radio on listening to the updates. Was this the one? Was this the hurricane that would come right up the Mississippi and wipe us all out? Well, here we are in the Mojave Desert, and this is the one. This is the hurricane that's headed right for us. Be careful, friends, and once you're prepared and it's time to hunker down, enjoy the excitement. Nobody ever says that on the weather report, but it's exciting. Is real life. It's right here. No Netflix necessary. No waterhead versions of reality required. Thank you for listening. 
and good night from the voice of the desert. <laughs> <laughs>